Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to the pre-launch show on Journey into Passion with me, Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio. It is now 3 p.m. on November 16th, 2019. The official launch of my book, Step-by-Step Caregiver's Guide for Medical Appointments and Hospital Visits, has arrived. Oh, in the next couple of days, the official launch will happen. Today is just the pre-launch show to introduce you to the book and introduce you to why I wrote it and what you can get from it. And, of course, you'll be able to get more information on my website at anikemadison.com. Just go to the section for you, and you'll be seeing the actual exciting announcement and as well as You'll see it on my, the rest of my social media and uh, a freebie that I have for you. So thank you for tuning in. I know I have some new listeners, and I want to welcome you, and thank you for tuning in as well. During each show, including today's show, I always hope that I will inspire and encourage you as you continue on your journeys into your passions. And, of course, this is a real year of realization, so we are continuing on that path as well. I hope you'll hear something that will challenge the way you normally do things so that you'll go from working on your passions to realizing them while learning some valuable lessons along the way. Now, you know what to do if you have any questions or comments during today's live broadcast. Go ahead, send me an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com or call 347-539-5372. And don't forget to press 1 on your keypad when you're ready to join the conversation. Now, you can also check out other programming on Everyday Folks Radio, uh, Dr. Billy Jones' show, BJ Speaks. And also, coming up on December 17th at a special time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, join Billy and I as we will talk about the launch of his own book, Everyday Folks, Volume 2. It's going to be coming out, and his launch is going to be in January of 2020, but you can get the book now anywhere you get your books, Amazon, uh, Barnes, and Bar- Barnes and Noble. It's out there. You can get it. And uh, let me do my little Oprah moment. Go ahead and get your book, and then let's chat about it on December 17th. How about that? And, of course, Keep up with the ladies of Keeping Up With K-Pop on the Everyday Folks Radio lineup as well. And you can keep up with all the shows on BillyPaulJones.com. And you can, of course, get my upcoming shows on my Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Journey Into Passion with AnikeS. And, of course, on my website at AnikeMadison.com. Oh, in the year of realization, as it comes to the last couple of months, it feels great to realize my dream of becoming a published author. It's been, oh gosh, you know, I had a realization today. It's been about over 14 years because it's crazy because I originally thought I was going to publish a book that was creative. I thought I was going to publish some uh uh, fiction thriller or romantic comedy or something like that. And over, hmm, God, 14 years ago, I did. I went ahead and wrote my first book. Didn't really finish it the way it needed to be. And I actually, I'm going to go back to um, finishing that book because I, I still think it's pretty good. But that just goes to show you that you never know. You know, just because something stops years ago, it doesn't mean that you can't pick up years later, right? It, there's no time limit on these things. When you finally put your mind to it and you finally just sit down, do the work, get it done, you will have your own realization moment the way that I am right now. Uh, it feels great. And I wish that, that great feeling for all of you. So yeah, we're in the last couple of months of the realization year, but it is not too late as you can see. 
I am giving you a perfect example for myself to get it done. It's not too late. And even if you haven't started yet, remember the realization is in actually getting involved and getting it done. It's not really all getting to the ultimate realization. You're in realization when you start the work because you weren't doing that before. Now you're doing it. So I was in realization when I got the book done. Now I'm getting to the ultimate realization on this part of my journey by being a published author for the very first time in the next couple of days. It's so exciting, so exciting. And I just want to thank, I really, really want to thank some people that have been instrumental in all of this. Um, thank you to Beverly Malaysi Haig of Kids Mystery Books. She has been the editor, the handholder, <laughs> the uh, you-can-do-it cheerleader of this uh, project. And I thank her because originally this work was supposed to be a course. And, I, and when I realized because I wasn't licensed, I just I took the course down. I thought, oh, I was disappointed. And then she said, girl, you have a book. And I said, wait a minute. She's right. So I turned it into a book. And that's, a, that's another lesson for those of you who are listening in because you may think that one thing, it doesn't work one way, but it could work another. And I'm actually going back to the idea of, of course, of the course because I realized I can do it in a more general way. So it's always a way to make things happen. It's always a way to work it out. You just have to keep at it and have great people in your life that tell you, girl, you have something else. So thank you to Beverly Malaysia Hague. Malaysia Hague, I'm sorry. My book cover designer, Crystal Shepard of KT Designs. Oh my God. I, I kid you not. We were sitting there on the couch, and she created this book cover that you see that is so great in 45 minutes. I mean, that's when you, that's when you have gifting. <laughs> you know, it would have taken me, I don't know how long it taken me. I probably would still been working on that book cover. But within 45 minutes, she had it done, and it looks fantastic. Thank you, Crystal Shepard. Thank you, David Taylor. Um, that photo that you see of me all the time, he is the one that uh, took the photo. Take, thank you, David, for my bio, my bio pick. Thank you, Dr. Billy Jones, for all your support and allowing me to have this platform. Thank you to my supportive launch team that includes Billy Jones, the amazing Narissa Street. You all know that that's, that's her official title, right? The health, um, healthy, healthy habits business. Okay, I'm going to say this right. Healthy habits fitness coach. Stephen Anderson, Black Tongue Clothings, Capri Johnson, Beverly Malaysia Haig, Shay Hood, my girl, my sister friend, ah, my sister from another mother, you know I love you girls, Serena Frey, who along with her IWA publications has been great and instrumental in being on my launch team. Thank you all for your support. Members of the South Florida Writers Association, I haven't been around. I'm sorry, but you know I still love y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you to friends and family who've been so supportive. My mother, Sylvia Madison, greatest cheerleader you ever want to know. Much love, much support. Thank you so much for everything. My dad, Joseph Madison, for being such a great support cheerleader all my life. I dedicate this book to my dad, who was a great part of the inspiration for writing it. He'll be forever in my heart, and I'm grateful to have been his caregiver. And I hope you all benefit from the hindsight, experience, and resources that I offer to help you on your own caregiving journeys. So, happy National Caregivers Month. This is it, y'all. Caregivers, thank you for all you do and all your sacrifices for the people that you care for. You are very special people. You're appreciated for all you do. And I say this now and will continue to always say it. As a caregiver, if you are doing your best, you are doing great. That's just the bottom line. Now, because this is a, pre, a pre-launch, um, pre-launch show for a book, my first book, I want to take a moment to share something with the writers that are listening to the show. It's a frustrating process. I get it. 
but don't give up. You just heard me say 14 years ago I wrote my first book and how here I am finally going to be a published author in the next couple of days, and it's very exciting. Listen, those ideas in your head are not going to leave you, and there's an audience waiting to read your book. Don't let a tight budget or a limited time or excuse me, or just anything stand in your way of becoming a published author. You can do it, even if you're a caregiver. I, I tell you, a lot of times I was um, sitting by um, hospital beds. I was in, uh, uh, sitting in waiting rooms writing. It can happen. You can do this. And uh, 20 minutes a day, if you can find that, you know, research how to copyright your book and self-publish and find some of the best marketing practices that you can find. A lot of times, you know, if you have limited resources, you're going to have to do a lot of this yourself, which is what I'm doing myself. And I also encourage you to check out Zerina Fry's um, Udemy course on how to become an independent publisher. I'm going to have a link. I have a link to that on my social media. She has some great pointers and great tips on that. And so just keep at it. Don't give up. Remember, the goal is realization. And um, you just have to keep at it. And don't worry about perfection. That's another thing that keeps us um, from becoming uh, published authors is that perfection thing. It doesn't exist. It's not going to happen. As long as you have met the goal for the book, this is what the, the topic is. You've met that goal you've summarized everything, you've outlined everything, and you've gotten to it, start editing <laughs> because you, you're going to start. You're always going to be able to add to it, right? And if you get to the point where you feel like you're going to add to it, maybe you have a sequel. Maybe you have a follow-up. But get the book out. All right? So keep going, writers. Okay, caregivers. Oh, my gosh. Here it is. Step by step. Caregiver's Guide for Medical Appointments and Hospital Visits. Now, before I begin, full disclosure, I mentioned it before, I'm not licensed in health benefits, but I do have 10 years of experience in helping employees understand their enrollment and their health benefits. So that's why that part of it actually was the real help in this book, because um, when it came to those medical appointments and hospital visits, it's a very it, it's a very fast-paced thing. You know how when the doctor comes in, you got five minutes to pre- present the notes, and he's in and out. And so, just having that background really helped me. And it was such an interesting thing because I was sitting there at one of my dad's appointments, and the doctor said, "You know, I wish that other patients had notes like this." And it had it in such a way because this, it makes sense, it helps me, it's easy, and this is just, I wish other people had this. And the light bulb went off, and this book was born. And it's interesting, it's just a typical visit, and a typical, and just a conversation. And now I have a whole book. And it's, it sometimes it just happens like that, and it's, it's really, really exciting. And I wanted, really, really wanted, to literally have a step-by-step guide through your journey. I had the vision for those of you who are just starting the caregiving journey. So, like, you, you just found out, okay, you're going to be a caregiver, now what? And so for that part of the journey, the medical appointments and hospital visits, I wanted you to literally take you from the moment you, you found out what you need to do first and so that you can be prepared for that first visit. And then what you do when the visits are happening and what you do after. I literally wanted to take you through that whole process. And um, I hope you feel that you do, that I did. And I hope that you really get a lot out of this book because I put my heart and soul into it. And um, I wanted to be as helpful to you as possible. Now, during this conversation, you're going to hear me say the patient. I say that not to, it's not cold thing. I decided, because I went back and forth. I was like, care receiver, me. Some things, it sounded kind of technical and kind of, kind of weird. So I said the patient. The reason why I said that 
is because I always want you to always remember that patience is very important on this journey. A caregiver, you've got to have patience. And then I wanted you to remember that you are the caregiver. Somebody else's, they are somebody else's patient. They're not yours. Don't put all that pressure on yourself by saying it's my patient or the person that I have to take, take, care, for, take care of medically. That is not the case. You are the caregiver, and I always want you to remember that. Patience and your role. That's why I chose that particular term. All right. So I'm going to do a studio check because you know if you have any questions, if you have any comments, um, any congratulations, <laughs> I am all for it, and I am here to listen and ready to go. So I'm doing a studio check. I'm doing an email check, and I will be doing that throughout the show. Anike, passionjourney at gmail.com is the email, 347539. I'm going to get my book right to get 539-5372 is the phone number. I'm going to take a little sip here. Hold on one moment. You know, you know how it is when you're live. Things just happen. So we're going to keep it moving, though. All right. And so I'm going to go through some topics, and we're going to dive in because we are already 16 minutes into the show. So let's Keep it moving. All right. Number one, for those of you just beginning your caregiving journey, I'm going to share some things you need to do first. Number two, for those of you who have experience and already on your journey, I'm going to, just, I'm going to share with you what you need to add. Number three, it's open enrollment time. So I will share some things that I didn't actually put in my book. So this is actually something for the show listeners. Number four, handling some tough situations. <clears throat> and number five, uh, speaking to those who may have, uh, you may be going through the transition away from the caregiving experience. So that's something else, right? Okay, so number one, let's hit it, let's hit it, let's hit it. Now, you may be surprised by number one. The surprise on number one is that um, I actually think you should think about yourself first. That's kind of odd, right? Caregiving shows, thinking about myself. You're probably thinking, what are you talking about? Well, your time will be limited during your caregiving journey. So do yourself a favor and get as much done as you can before you begin. Things like your own annual enrollment, getting some doctor appointments out of the way, making sure you get your prescription, filling, filling, um, uh, finishing projects, take that spa day, enjoy time with friends. Self-care will be very beneficial on this journey because the happier, more relaxed you are, the better. If you um, take more off your own list, you can devote more time to being very helpful to that patient that you're caring for. It's really a win-win. So, Think about getting yourself ready for this um, journey first. But I can't emphasize enough to make sure that you don't forget your own passion. You have to do things differently. You know, you may not be able to do things the way you were doing them before. It may take a little longer, but you can't forget that you had dreams. Um, I was still writing. I, I still had the podcast going. Um, so you just you can't forget about these things, you know, and you, you may have to go a different course. You may have to make some changes, but it's still important to make sure that you don't forget about your own dreams, right? And uh, check out my book. I have uh, some steps in the Step-by-Step Caregiver's Guide for Medical Appointments and Hospital Visits. In the last chapter, I have some tips for you on that. Bottom line is don't forget you on this caregiving journey. Next point is the main reason I wrote my book. Arm yourself with information and organize it. Get your pen, get your, make sure you write that down. Arm yourself with information and organize it. 
That is one of the best things I did for myself during my journey. I will tell you it made all the difference. Like I said, things move quickly. And if you're in an emergency situation, they're going to move even faster. I remember walking with my, with my notepad and the ER doctor was, this is a question, 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 question. What are the medications? What is this? What is that? What is this? What is that? Having those notes and being able to answer it right then and there helps the, 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 um, helps the patient, helps the medical provider, helps you, helps the whole situation. Arm yourself with information and organize it. So, like I said in my book, I literally provide step-by-step information that takes you from the beginning to the appointments and after, during the appointments and after. And from the very beginning, I tell you what information you need to collect, how you need to collect it, and how you need to utilize it. And I'm, I'm very specific and I'm very, very methodical in everything that I, I put in the book. So it's going to be really, really, really helpful to you. And by the end, you will be prepared for things that you encounter frequently. Am I going to be able to answer all your questions? No, because every situation is going to be different. But the basics everybody, that everybody normally goes through, you're going to be ready for that. Number two on our list is for current caregivers. What do you need to add? You. <laughs> Many forget their own selves. I spoke about preparing yourself at the beginning. Now let's fit you into your current schedule. When the patient's having a treatment, when they're sleeping or have lab work or any other activity where you're not involved, this is the time to get rest, catch up on your own work and projects, or just zone out. <laughs> you know, because sometimes you just need to zone out and forget just for a while, 20 minutes, just zone out. Put, put your earbuds in, relax, chill out. You know what I mean? And you just need some time to think, to think about other things other than being a caregiver and concentrate on you. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. Maybe somebody can sit with the, the patient for a couple of hours while you hit the gym or get some sleep or get that project done or just put those earbuds in and listen to some smooth jazz, whatever you need to do. Take that S off your chest and get some help. Put you in there. Don't forget you. Um, if they have some home physical therapy, do exercises with them because that will give you some time to be able to get your own body moving because, of course, you want to be as healthy as you can during this um, time as well. And if they can help you with a project, that's a win-win because – I can tell you, being a previous patient and a caregiver, I can tell you on both sides how, how it works. And you, you want to be able to do things. You know, a lot of times, if, especially if you're dealing with a lot of pain or you're, 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 you're incapacitated and you're just kind of there, it's, it's, not a, it's, it's a frustrating experience. So anytime that you can get up and be able to participate in something, that's a great thing. So not only do you get help, but you help the person as well because, you know, you, know, you don't want to be just vegetating. So it allows them to do something different than think about their illness, you know, win-win. And I'll tell you, full disclosure, this is an area where I kind of failed a little bit, so benefit from my hindsight. And, you know, I was I – was, okay with getting some, some things done, but I failed in other couple of ways. So benefit from my hindsight. I'm telling you, hindsight is twenty twenty. Very beneficial. Number three on our list. Okay, it's not only holiday season, it's enrollment season, right? So here are my top three things that I used to tell some of my employees, some of the employees that used to call in. And I just tell them you know, when you're freaking out and you're like, oh, God, I got to go through all this material. I got to, I don't understand what any of this stuff means. It's freaking me out. I tell them first to breathe, <laughs> and then I tell them the three top things. Number one, I'm slowing down a little bit to make sure that you have pen and paper and you're ready to go. All right. Number one, 
This is for enrollment, annual enrollment. What are the patient's needs? Number two, what can they afford? And number three, what can they expect? So number one, what are the patient's needs? The easiest thing you can do is make a list of the doctors, including specialists, medical facilities, medications, treatments, conditions. Just write it all out. I recommend that you put it on an Excel spreadsheet, and that way you can um, uh, or get sorted. So if you just write it all out and then just you can sort it by al- in alphabetical order to make it easier for you. Um, and then, of course, the Excel spreadsheet, just, you have a, the grid lines. It's just, it, makes, it makes life so much easier. And then make sure you organize this in a way that allows you to get to what you need easily. That is the primary goal. And, of course, if you join my email list, I'm going to help you. I'm going to walk you through that a little bit. And um, this is a good point for me to explain last night's tip. So if you looked at my social media last night, you saw something where I posted if a, a, a patient has a lot of medications. So here is the answer to that. So if they have a lot of medications, I really think that you should get one 24-hour pharmacy or at least one that closes at 12 a.m. if you can't find one that's close by. But it's really important to get one because that way if you have questions, if you have to get other medications, you have to add medications, that pharmacy knows the background. So you can avoid bad medication interactions. You can um, have a pharmacist that understands the patient and knows what their needs are. And they can, and you can, um, they can look at, if they're introducing a new medication, they can look at the list and they'll know, nope, they can't take it with this, they can't do it with that. So it really makes life a lot easier. And um, so when you call in, Make sure you're providing the patient's name and date of birth so they can pull up the record so that when, they, when you're asking the, the question, it can be very specific and they can get, you can get a very specific answer. If the patient is okay with it, mail order is great, especially if they take a lot of maintenance medications that they, they take all the time. Um, but, and here is the answer to the question that the well, something that I started last night because there's something I there's a couple of things I want you to know. Number one, there are some awful pirates out there waiting to steal packages. So this time of year is at the height of it. You got the holidays and and you know they're looking for medications. So if it, if you and the patient are away a lot, maybe they have a lot of treatments and they're you're hardly ever there. You may need to ask for a retail pickup, or you may uh, find somebody that you can trust to receive the packages. Just make sure that they're always in place at the time of delivery. So consider that. The second thing is find out if the health plan actually covers mail order because they may not, and they may not for that specific medication. Number three, find out if the prescribing physician is okay with mail order because it may not be the case, and they're okay with prescribing the medication in this way. Number four, does the medication, does the patient's pharmacy um, actually um, do mail order for this particular medication? If there's another method for the uh, mail order, does it, co- does it covered by insurance? Because that's, that's key. There are some very Expensive mistakes made when you when you go outside of the actual coverage of insurance can be very costly. So always, always, always make sure that insurance covers what you are doing, the doctors, the medications, whatever it is, the treatments. That is something that you find out during annual enrollment. Get help from the doctors. Get help from the enrollment teams. Get help from the um, the member services. Just the phone number right on the back of the emergency, the actual insurance card. Get help with this. 
you know, gather the information, organize it, write down your questions, sit down with the patient, you and the patient, go over this information, make sure that you have all the questions listed, what they need to know, and then sit down with these enrollment teams and the medical providers and, and the um, member services and be absolutely clear on everything before you hang up, yes. The more information that they have to get, the longer it will take. Just put on your patient hat and, and get it done. I know it's going to be difficult. I highly recommend getting your own enrollment done first and then doing this, especially if they have a lot of different positions, a lot of different medications, because it is going to take a little time. So just put on your patient hat and get it done. And this is a great way to understand a lot of what the patient needs, right? Because that's going to be a big part of your role, to making sure that the medications are properly dispensed and, and that they're seeing the right um, specialist. That's going to be a part of your role. So this enrollment process, if, this, if you're at the beginning of the journey and you're in the enrollment process, this is perfect because this is going to really help you a lot. And this is where your notes begin and organize them. And um, there's, just, there's just so much, there's a lot of information, and I really recommend that you learn terms, premiums, co-pays, deductibles. Um, I'm not going to go into that because, once again, I'm not licensed, but I highly recommend that you learn the, the various terms that, that, you, that come up a lot. And, again, member services, healthcare professionals, and other people that um, have background in health benefits or other caregivers can help you in those areas. So get your help where you can and go through the enrollment materials and benefit summaries because that's also where you're going to find the information. And, uh, again, don't feel pressed to memorize all this stuff because this is a lot. Don't feel pressed to memorize it. Get those notes. Get your resources. Next up for annual enrollment. What does this patient expect? Are they expecting to have a surgery? Do they have expensive medical treatment? Where are their medication needs? Specialists? Who is their primary care physician? You know, do they expect to see certain doctors more than others? You know, so that's something else to record. What can they expect? And that will also help you with the decision that you need to make as far as the health plan because if there's certain treatments they have to have and that medical plan doesn't cover it, you don't want to choose it, right? So that helps with the narrow-down process. Get the information first, then you can start narrowing down the choices. And then I cannot stress this enough. Make sure, 100% make sure, that you contact the different doctors. Don't depend on that website. Contact the doctor. Are you taking this plan? <laughs> Make sure and spell it out. Get the full name of the plan. Are you taking this plan? If they are not and that is the doctor they have to see, that plan comes off the list. I'm telling you, it's a costly mistake if you don't do this for yourself. So get yourself prepared in that manner. Okay. So let's do a check. We're at a checking point. I'm in the studio. Oops, question. All right. Hello, caller. You are on the air. Welcome to JIP. Hi, this is uh, Cheryl Yu. Congratulations, Anika. Thank you. Hi, Cheryl. Nice to hear from you. How you doing, girl? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just so proud of you and uh, your new book. And my question is, I just wanted to find out how we can get the book. Yes, so you are going to, it's going to be on Amazon. And I'm actually okay. going through the, the launching process right now. Um, I'm one of those uh, well, I'm not completely technically challenged, but I'm a little technically challenged. <laughs> so uh -huh. I'm getting help with this process. And so I would have loved to have said, get it today. But it will be in the next couple of days. I was told that normally it's about 24 hours. So what I'm going to do is I am going to have an extremely excited and overzealous 
uh, announcement. <laughs> okay. Within the next couple of days, and say it's ready. This is the link. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're we're very excited, and we we are so proud of you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank and thank you okay. for tuning in. Yes, yes, yes. I'll be in touch. All right, you better. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh huh. Bye bye. So cool, so cool. I I really appreciate. You know, she's one of those people that's just so supportive of what I'm doing and my work. And you gotta get, you gotta have some cheerleaders and support in your life. I'm telling you, it's uh, it makes all the difference. Okay. Number four is going to be a combination because it's going to answer one of the email questions that I have. Handling tough and tough questions. Here we go. The question that I received in the email is as follows. Hi, my parents are currently healthy and independent. I'm not sure if this is covered in your book, but I'd like to know if there are any suggestions on how adult children can talk to their parents about long-term care due to illness and assisting them with regular responsibilities such as paying bills and house maintenance. I find it is hard to have these discussions with our parents because they feel that they are giving up control. I just don't want to be blindsided by the inevitable. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. And I thank you so much for that question. I really appreciate it. And, um, I didn't say the name because I'm not 100% sure if they want me to. You know, sometimes it's a little sensitive, so I'm going to leave that part off. But um, I will be thanking them uh, in a response. But uh, this is a really difficult question, uh, conversation to have. And I, I didn't quite cover it in my book, but I do want to cover it during the show. And you're right. You just want to ensure that when you're having these conversations, you want to let them know that you want to make sure that their needs are met. And you want to let them know that their health, their comfort, their happiness, that's important to you. And you want to be there for them in the way that they were there for you. And also make sure that they understand you're not trying to take over their lives and you're not trying to be grown. <laughs> you know, you've heard that before. Um, you just want to let them know that you want to be there in the time of need. And you want to have the information in advance because you don't want to be, you don't want to be rushing through things. You know how it is when, when something hits and all of a sudden now you've got to gather information, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. If you can have it in advance, it would be so much easier. So that's why you want to have this conversation and you want to let them know that. And especially if there's an emergency situation and you've got to make a decision right then and there, you want to know what do they want because you don't want to make a decision that goes against what they want, right? So what they want and what they need is very important, and you want to let them know that. Um, they may be resistant as far as, well, I don't want you in my finances and my personal information. I get that. So you have to you know, approach that carefully. And the main thing is that you want enough to know that you have that you have their back the way that they had yours. And yes, there's going to be some information that you may not want to share with me, and and you know you get that. But it's going to be important for this part of the journey for you to know as much as possible, so that what they want, you honor their wishes, and that's important. And I also, before you even have a conversation, I suggest that you gather questions from uh, financial planners, you know, gather some information from financial planners, healthcare professionals, and other caregivers that are in these positions. That way, when you approach them, you, you, they can see that you're serious. You know, you know, parents want you to be serious about things. You know, when you, you tell them you want to do certain things in life, they want to know, are you serious about this? And when it comes to them and their business and their futures, you want to let them know that you're serious, you know. So coming to them prepared can show them that. And you organize your thoughts and your questions and you, and you get all the information and then you ask the right pertinent questions um, so that they'll know, okay, they really just want to make sure that everything is, is going to be okay for me, you know. 
And that's just really the bottom line, and it makes it easier. So that's the answer to that question, and I, I decided to take it a step further because there is another part of this that uh, is even more difficult, and that is how they want things handled after they pass away. Now, this is a little more difficult, but I wanted to add this because I think this is another very important conversation. Because once again, you want to make sure that they, what they want is honored. And you have to be their voice after they're gone and make that clear. I'm going to be your voice now, and I need to make sure that what you want happens, not only for your own memory, but for those of us that are left behind. Because I can tell you that you can make some very hasty decisions in the greeting, time of greeting, and you don't want to do that. So having that information ahead of time is very important. Um, before, once again, do your research, have your questions, and, read, and everything in place. Because this may be one of the times where you have a single conversation, because they don't want to have this conversation in the first place, and they don't want you to keep coming back and talking about this. So you might want to make sure that you have everything ready and in place so that you can have that one single conversation. And you may have to do a couple of follow-ups. It is what it is, but make it as least stressful as possible, you know. Find a time when they're not busy, they're, um, they have time to, to talk, and um, just kind of prepare them that this is coming. Don't just like, we need to talk about this. <laughs> prepare them for this. Let them know it's coming, and um, just be prepared for whatever happens because it is what it is. I hope this helps. Okay. And uh, finally, some of you may be wondering about the, trans- the transitioning out of your caregiving journey. Because depending on how it happens, this can actually be, this might be a traumatic thing for some people. And um, so I wanted to kind of touch base on that. I didn't touch base on it in the, in the book. I'm going to do it during this show. And depending on how long you've been a caregiver, things might have changed in the workplace, dating experiences, other experiences. So that's why when I, I'm taking you backwards, that's why I say from the very beginning, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and make sure that you include you in, in this journey and don't forget that you need to take care of your own business, your own health, your own dreams. Because when you get to the point of transitioning out, you want to be prepared for that. Because you may have gone in and you worked at a, a place where this is a particular software and this is everything that happened, and now you've been a caregiver for 10 years, and now you're supposed to go back in the workplace, and that software is not being used anymore. So you want to keep up with these kinds of things, you know? And maybe during that time you start realizing, well, maybe I want to go in a different direction, or I want to be prepared to go back into that particular arena, but have a knowledge of where things are right now. So that's why I say in the beginning, make sure that you're working that thing through so that the transition will be easier. And, of course, there's about three different areas of that transition, right? There's the patient that gets better and they no longer need you. That's the one we all hope for, right? We all hope for that. And then there's the patient that goes into the facility and your role gets smaller because now medical professionals are taking over the other roles that you had. And then, of course, there's a third one that's the painful one, and the patient passes. And this is the most difficult transition of all. And any of these can be traumatic, even the one, even number one, because some people, if you start identifying yourself, I am the caregiver, I am this, I am that, it can be a little traumatic for you to all of a sudden not be that person, and now, okay, now what? What am I supposed to do now, you know? And um, I highly suggest, and these are some of the things that really helped me a lot, have open, non-judgmental conversations with people that you can trust 
and that are willing to let you open up. I was so blessed to have some great, amazing friends that just let me go. <laughs> I just, just went, 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 went. And they listened, and they were caring, and they were loving, and I appreciate it because that's what I needed to do. And for me, that was one of the best things that could have happened for me. And that's during the transition and the passing of my father. That helped me tremendously. So I highly suggest that for you. Just have those kind of conversations and and prepare yourself ahead of time, even if it doesn't happen. You know, you, it may be that you, you, this is your caregiving goal until it's your own time. And that might be, this, that might be. But none of us have a crystal ball. You don't know if that's going to be the, the, the case. So, and you can't forget about yourself anyway. So you might as well just keep working on yourself and keep working towards that goal of whatever your life is going to be next because there's going to be a next chapter. And you want it to be, you want to live the life that you were meant to live. You want to live your, you want to be living your purpose. And that's the goal, right? Living your purpose, living happy, living, living an abundant life. So work towards that. In any case, Wherever you are in life, go after those dreams. Honor your life's purpose. I'm doing that for myself, and I know that my dad would be so happy and proud of me, and I know my mom is too, and it's just amazing. It really, really is amazing. Okay, we're at 346. Uh, Time for a check, 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 check. All right, check, check, check. Here we go, here we go. All right. I think we are good. Um, I don't know. Cheryl, you have another question? I'm just going to go back to you real quick. Hey, is it Cheryl? Hey. Yes, yes, this is question? Cheryl. <laughs> um, you have another question? Yeah, um, I, I myself was a caregiver, and uh, – I know there's times where you have to let go and let somebody else take care of um, your parent or whoever it is. And what do you think is the easiest way to do that? Oh, yeah, that's difficult. Um, I think the very first thing is to have um, kind of self-reflection first and just kind of (laughs) get yourself mentally prepared for that because – I know personally when you when somebody else is it's like they can't take care of them the way that you can, so you kind of have to get your mm-hmm. own mind right for that, and then mm-hmm. have a conversation with the person that you're caring for because this can be a difficult journey for them as well because they may want you, and they're like, well, why do I have to go here now? <laughs> you know, why right. why aren't you right. going to be there? So you have to let them know that even though you're going to this facility, I'm still going to be there because they still Mm -hmm. want that because nobody's going to love them the way that you're going to be loving them, right? So don't let them feel that they're going by themselves. Let them know I'm going to still be there. My role is going to diminish a little bit, but I still got you. And I'm still going to, you know, I'm still going to support if you need it. So, and, um, if you can, you know, let them see where they're going, let them get comfortable. Because, I mean, you can, you can mm-hmm. imagine for yourself, right? You're going to the news, and you're like, well, right. I know these people. I know where they're going. I don't know what's going to happen. And so maybe right. you can have a consultation with somebody and just kind of sit down and have a tour and, you know, get themselves acclimated and settled. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so start with yourself. Have a conversation with the person. Make sure that you know mm-hmm. where they're going and you understand everything that's going on. Have a tour and just kind of gently ease into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's extremely helpful. I really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, thanks a lot. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Thank you so much. Keep and keep thank staying you. tuned in. We got eleven more minutes. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> okay, I'm still here. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, and we have another question. Hello, caller. You are joining the passion with me again. Hi. I just want to say how excited I am about your show, excellent presentation and details. To help Cheryl a little bit, the caller who is just here, also you feel alone, and if you, being the primary caretaker, giver, can't um, be there all the time, see if you can set up with friends, relatives, or whoever they are close with, that you can have as many people right there 24 hours a day or there visiting them all of the time so they don't feel by themselves. I know I put my mother in a facility and her uh, close friends are always there or she has her church people always there. She always has somebody visiting her, therefore she doesn't feel alone. So when you put them there, make sure you um, find as many close friends that are willing to help you with the visitations. They don't have to do anything. They just be there so that they don't feel like they're by themselves. That's a great help as well, and it helps them to transition into the new uh, caretaking uh, provider for them. Nikkei, this is a wonderful topic, wonderful show, and I just congratulate you so much, and uh, we look forward to bigger and better things. Bye-bye. Thank you, and and thank you for um, those tips because that's excellent. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, that is awesome. So, so true of having people there. Oh, gosh, you could imagine just now you're in this facility. Now you're in a different place. Now you're in a place where um, you people you don't know, you don't know what's going on. And so having people come in and check on you and, and take you off the campus if they're able to, um, yeah, very, 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 very important. All right, and so I am doing. I am ooh, eight minutes left in the show, so I'm doing a last final check to see if I have any other questions or comments. And I think we're okay. Oh my goodness, I just I can't even tell you. <laughs> I'm like over the moon right now. You know when you accomplish something, no matter what it is, if it's a part of something that you have been dreaming about, oh my God, it's just, it's incredible. And I wish that for all of you. This is a, that's a big part of this show, if you've been listening for a while. Um, you know that's a big part of this show, is just getting to that point of realization. It's amazing. So do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh my goodness. And, uh, oh, wow, big takeaways from the show. Self-care, important. Don't forget you on this journey. Arm yourself with information. Get my book, Step-by-Step Caregivers for Medical Appointments and Hospital Visits. The launch, the official, this is a pre-launch. The official launch will be in the next couple of days. Make sure I will be shouting it from the rooftops on my social media and my, uh, my um website, so look for that. Remove the S from your chest. Get help when you need it. Prepare for a time when your caregiving journey may end. Even if you don't see it ending, prepare anyway. There's no crystal ball. We don't know. Be prepared. Include the patient. Don't do the takeover. Please don't do the takeover. You can imagine that you're you're ill, and a lot of what you a lot of what you used to be able to do, what you know in your life, you can't do anymore. You want to hold on to as much independence as you can. So please let them do that. If they still have a sound mind, if they're able to carry on conversations, I've had doctors that literally turn to me <laughs> and have full on conversations. And I, I politely turn back to my dad because <laughs> this man can still think and speak for himself. So let them have as much independence as possible. Don't take that away. 
and finally get organized and stay organized. Everything should be readily available at your fingertips and ready to go. It's especially important in emergency situations and, when you, and, and especially in hospital. Um, when you go to the hospital and when you go and have those medical appointments with the doctors, because, you know, if you had a medical appointment with a doctor, you know how it is. They come in, okay, where does it hurt? Okay, give me the medications, da, 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 and they're out in five minutes. If you have that information available, it will make things so much easier. And you have the right to slow that doctor down. Yes, you get it. You have 5,000 patients, and you have to see them by 12 o'clock. We get it. But right now, this is your patient, and we are going to sit here and get as much information as possible. We're not leaving here with questions. That's just the way it goes. I've had to do that more than once. Advocacy ain't easy, but it's a part of your role. Please remember that if you're doing your best, you are doing great. You are not the medical professional. You are the caregiver. You are not perfect. Knowing that there's someone there who truly cares and has your back no matter what is the most important thing. Be that person, add these takeaways, and you will be a great caregiver. Make sure to hit, hit up my website in the next couple of days. Let's watch out for my social media for the launch of Step-by-Step Caregiver's Guide for Medical Appointments and Medical, medical, <laughs> medical Appointments and Hospital Visits. I'm going to get my own title out. Watch out for it. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anike S., on Everyday Folks Radio. I hope you've been inspired and encouraged. Thank you, caregivers, for everything that you do. Thank you for listening to this broadcast. Thank you for your questions and your comments and all of the support I've been receiving on social media and all my friends and my family. I love you all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please stay with me on this journey. There is so much more to come. And come on back on December 14th at 3 p.m. More details on that show. I'm working on it right now. And then come back again on December 17th at 8 p.m. Dr. Billy Jones is going to be doing, well, his, his book is already out there, but we're going to be talking about it before the actual official launch in 2020 in January. Every day, folks, a short story collection, volume two, is coming out. Well, out, but it'll be officially launched in January. So we're excited about that. Come on back. We're going to be chatting about it. And of course, www.facebook.com slash journey into passion with an EKS. Check out my new post, encouragement, and uh, other things that are coming up. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, so exciting. And um, if you need some inspiration, stop by, get some. I got it for you. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, it's like one of those moments where you look up and you say, is it here? Am I here? And you start pinching yourself, and you're like, I'm here. <laughs> the launch is coming. I am going from author. I'm going from this. Is, I'm going from wannabe writer. Oh my God! I don't know if people will like my work, but I'm going to do it anyway. To writer, to to um, short story writer, to award winning short story writer, to blogger, podcaster, speaker author, and now published author. I'm telling you that, that journey because I want you to see what that looks like. You go from just a little something to something amazing. You never know. Give yourself a chance. Take a chance on you. I'm glad I took a chance on me because my realization Baby is here. Thank you so much. I hope you have an excellent weekend. I hope you put the pedal to the metal. We're down to the last two months of this year of realization. Go get yours. I got mine. Have an excellent, excellent weekend. I hope that everybody's having, who's having a birthday this weekend is having an amazing birthday weekend. God bless you. God keep you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always, 
I wish you great success on your journey into your passion. Take care. Caregivers, you are doing great if you're doing your best. You got this. You got this. Don't forget you. Take care.